Hi everyone, this is Jen and Sam and welcome to our podcast Miracle Mindset. Where we give you our unsolicited, probably unwanted advice. But if you want to become the best version of yourself, start believing in yourself a little bit more, then tune in every Sunday for the podcast. Cheers. Bye. So as you know, we currently don't have a sponsor yet. We don't really want to get anything on unless you fully believe in it. So whilst we wait for the perfect sponsor, we're going to sponsor ourselves. So as you will probably have seen by now, we do have our first product out. We're so, so, so proud and happy with it. It's a deck of 50 affirmation and journal prompt cards. So the reason behind doing this is we've had affirmation cards before where we've not felt like they were that personal to us or didn't kind of resonate with them. So we've made it so that you can really delve a little bit deeper into your mind, your journey, what's true to you. Yeah, so we've split a lot of the questions up between like relationships, career, mindset, and with the affirmation comes a journal prompt. So each morning we want you to stay off your phones, journal, get a little bit more mindful, and the affirmations, when you obviously delve a little bit deeper into them, they'll manifest easier for you, you'll feel so much more aligned to them, and we're so excited to bring you them. So it's 50 days of consistent journaling for you reprogramming your mind and we know how important it is to do that so we're so excited to bring you them you can buy them on our website or our etsy store message us on instagram if you have any other questions we'll obviously always be happy to speak to you but yeah hopefully you love them as much as we do yeah hi everyone and welcome to another episode of miracle mindset so obviously it's season two and we said it's guest season this time so we've got a lady on called zoe who actually reached out to us and we just loved everything that she stood for and the things that she's passionate about and has learned and we're so excited to delve a little bit deeper so zoe tell us a little bit about you obviously what you study what you love to do yeah just a little bit about you Hi, welcome. Um, not welcome, sorry. Thank <laughs> you for having me on. I'm used to doing interviews as well. So um really, you know, feeling blessed to be here. So I am a light worker and I'm an empathic light worker. And I am obsessed with cosmology and the lunar cycles. And uh, kind of a little bit of a background just to help you understand where I'm coming from. But growing up in, in the UK in the 70s and 80s, um, I was obviously very empathic, but but not realising that. And, um, you know, no one really talked about that sort of stuff. And, and as, you know, being empathic, and I'm sure a lot of your audience can relate to this, um, you know, I was always onboarding a lot of other people's stuff and, um, you know, feeling the denser energies and, you know, just just really keeping myself small and holding myself back. And I kind of went into these sort of people pleasing and fixing behaviors. And then kind of coming into adulthood, I got into teaching. I was teaching um, in secondary, teaching languages, which is really tough to kind of teenage boys. And again, just really feeling that onboarding of the negativity density, which you do get in a lot of schools, obviously, is a lot of anxiety and tension and stress. And um, I started to get interested in um, a modality called transference healing, which is a way of running energy. 
And I approached the head teacher and I said, look, I can do something with these children. I can help them. I can run energy on them. Because we had a lot that were school refusing at the time. And he was really open to us. So I set up these nurture groups and I really got these kids from kind of school refusing back into school and helping with their anxiety but kind of at the same time realizing that I just couldn't I just was really not in a, the best environment for me so I left there and I, and I set up these kind of little moon circles in my living room as you do with uh, I started working more with women and I was running energy and we were looking at the moon cycles and and it just kind of developed from there and I've now gone online with with COVID and everything so um so yeah, and then I gradually got interested in co cosmology. So I mean by that, you know, the Mercury retrogrades and, and all the planetary retrogrades, the lunar cycles, solar eclipses, all of these things that go on in the cosmos and how they impact on us. I'm really fascinated by all of that. And, you know, then started realizing I was a light worker as well, which means, you know, someone who's really sensitive to energy, can read the energy of a room, can read the energy of someone else. It's not, it's not like mind reading, but you just, it's like you can be in a really, really good space and then you go to the supermarket or something and you just start feeling really anxious and that you don't, you can't really connect to why that's happening. And it's because you're simply, you know, absorbing you know the stuff that's going on around around you with the with people and I can also sense energy in a room as well because when we do a lot of negative releasing it kind of um just lingers in the air and you can feel that so I work to shift and clear that so these are the sorts of things that I do in a nutshell I don't want to kind of go too woo woo because I can <laughs> um but but what I really love is uh, attuning to the lunar cycles and understanding how they impact on us and how we can um, harness those powerful energies for things like manifestation, abundance, goal setting, and things like that. So I thought maybe that would be something that your audience might be interested in because I think we all love, love the moon. So um, did you want me to dive into that a little bit? 100%. And like, wow, it's, honestly, stuff like that interests me so much because I think genuinely sometimes you're like this there is certain people that do really take on other people's feelings emotions and I think a lot of people that probably are in this kind of self-development world or listen to this or even type up like why am I such a people pleaser or why do I feel this way or why am I so sensitive to certain things will find themselves being a quite empathetic person so it's so interesting that like you're doing work around it and like what how did it go in the schools did you actually end up doing one of the circles uh, yeah well I had these kids coming in at the beginning of the day before school started and I would run energy on them which is the transference healing the modality that that I trained in so I'd be kind of waving my arms around and I had all my crystals and my grid and and they just I just said you know close your eyes chill out and, and it, the energy in fact ripples through the body and it creates shifts and releases what it needs to release and it just works its magic so they would come out feeling totally different and then after time that would build up and they were then you know comfortable enough and empowered enough because I would then work with I love tools I would give them tools to to help them cope with their anxiety so that it, so they would get to a place I mean you never anxiety, you know you never worry free that's just not natural is it 
but you you can absolutely work with tools that will help you to sort of um, navigate that anxiety in the moment. And obviously mindset, because you guys do, you know, you do all your mindset work, right? So, you know, the two work, you know, blend really beautifully together so that these kids could feel more empowered and more sure within themselves to come back into the schools. But, you know, a lot of kids are empathic, um, you know, and we just, I think we don't understand that the, the degree to how, you know, how impacted we can, we can get. And I work with a lot of tools to, to do energy management, energy protection, things like that, because I feel it's so important. It can really hold us back. And like you said, the, the people pleasing and fixing, be, that comes about because we feel people struggle and we kind of we can't stand it. So we want to do something about it. And obviously we feel compassionate as well for others. But there's this place as well where we can go too overboard feel overly responsible for others mm -hmm. and um that you know that those sorts of things happen as well which i see a lot of in my community um, i've never like looked at people pleasing as an empathic like trait i always just thought of it as like a like inward i'm looking for validation or i would want this person to like me rather than like oh i want this person to feel included because i feel that they feel a little bit like unsure or uneasy or whatever so I've never looked at it from that perspective it's really common trait in empaths to do this yeah this kind of fixing thing really really common and the other thing that I find people struggle with is that that oh that feeling of being overly responsible so it's what I call surrogation where you you do everything you can so that they don't make their mistakes it's very common in mothers and and parents and you know just people who have very close friends or or even colleagues sometimes you know they for some reason they feel responsible it's often karmic um you know and, and then you kind of do everything you can so that they don't make their mistakes or they don't feel the stress or whatever they're feeling but the problem with that is that you end up feeling so depleted and so drained and that's where I see you know I, I work with a lot of empathic light workers in that way to help them to we call it um severing you know severing not losing the relationship but just you know, um, cutting those karmic ties so that you can move forward in a more empowered way for you and for them. Because like I always say, if you think about it, if you're always behind someone, stopping them making those mistakes, they're not gonna learn. Mm. They're just not gonna learn and grow in the, in the way that they need to. Yeah. I wanted to know a little bit about how, you actually do self-protect a little bit. I know that you said that you have some tools for like anxiety and self-protection, but I think it's such a big thing. Like when you're saying then that you can overcompensate for people or like you, you can always maybe like see where people are good rather than where they're, they're not so good or like you'll overcompensate or like Gemma was saying, people please. How do you start to take your power back a little bit and not have all this kind of like, energy of them and energy of you transferring that's such a good question and it is like a whole it's like a whole approach there's not one little thing that can help obviously you can have um you know you can have techniques like for example I just do cord cutting so I just put my I visualize like ropes mm 
going from myself to the other person. So it's obviously someone like a loved one or someone you have a really strong relationship with that can sometimes be a bit negative. Um, so I just cut, I cut, I see them as ropes and I just energetically cut. A lot of the way that I work is through intent and visualization. Um, you know, it's like a, a way of working energetically. So that's one thing that you can do. Um, but, I mean, there's loads that are white light, I run white light of the body. So I just imagine like a quartz cluster or something like that with white light emanating from that. And I just bring that up the body quite slowly out into the auric field I'm really used to working in this way but you know everyone can run energy everyone has that within it's a question of reconnecting to wow. those ancient skills and you know it's a re reclamation isn't it of it so um and by the way the biggest block I see is that people kind of get in their own way and they don't trust that it's running when you know if you just have that faith it, it, you know you can feel it you can feel your hands tingling you can feel the warmth and so there's just like simple things like that pushing out pushing out your energy you know you could do that before you go to school or you know whoever's listening if your teachers or you know wherever you work just push your energy out know that you're you're protecting yourself in that way um but but deeper work you know I do a lot of um inner practices like every day I'm really really big on that so I'm always like you have to do your inner practice even if it's just five minutes a day and I often just start my day just journaling um you know and I guess you guys do that as well you know you kind of think of your higher vision self your higher version self and what it, you know how you want your day to go how you want to feel and just I connect in with her every day and it just you kind of walk differently you walk tall you because you're connecting to that higher version of you that already exists energetically vibrationally but it's like connecting in with her and, and I feel that as well empowers us and protects our energy and we just kind of get this deeper sense of self and, and inner strength as well so these are some of the in a nutshell again some of the practices I mean there's so much you can do um, you know, but just a few things that maybe your listeners can already start to, to use to protect their energy. And then how will that tie into like monthly rituals or mm. going in with the lunar cycles and things? Brilliant. Yeah, I love that. I love that question. I love the moon, by the way. <laughs> we all do i'm excited to actually learn a little bit more about it with you because as much as it's like put your crystals out for the moon and like write what you want to release like i think it goes back ancient times doesn't it like like what are they called <laughs> tribes like tribes fully like live by the moon don't they oh yeah absolutely absolutely and you may have heard of red tents and I think there are some tribes that live like that nowadays where the women and the girls would you know at the time because oh it's like a whole thing but our female cycles potentially can align to the moon phases the moon cycles right so when um, and obviously as we all know when we live together as women often our cycles kind of um uh, correlate don't they they align and in the same way we can do that with our with the moon with the lunar cycles and so when when they were going through their shedding phase they would all gather in these what they call moon tents moon lodges or red tents 
and when they they had their period so the, the men would be and the elders and the kids would be back in the community and the women would all be together and they'd get vision questing because at these times the veils are thin so you get a lot of downloads and you know it's a really magical potent time so that that that's one thing i don't suggest you go go off and have a tent in your garden and do all that i don't think my husband would be too happy about that but um but what what we what i practice with in my membership with my members is um at the full moon and the new moon there are eight phases but the full moon and the new moon phases are really potent as in the veils of thin so this is kind of a three-day four-day window so with the new moon, what you can do is, so obviously you've got the new, the dark moon and the new moon starts. It's a really good time to just really sit still. That, that This is really key, that kind of stilling inward practice where you get clarity, you connect them with your higher self and you get guidance over what it is you really want for yourself over this new moon light, lunar cycle phase. So like you say, you can just have a little post-it or journaling, love journaling, and you just get really clear as to where you, you're headed, you know, just for this cycle. Um, what I tend to do is write those down on post-its and put them in the fire intentionally. It's always with intention because that has an energy and you you know you put it in the fire and you're kind of magnetizing what your desires in that way some people like to kind of fold it up and have crystals light a candle some people like to bury it in the garden like they want to see it grow it just it's about there's no right or wrong it's about what feels right for you and then um the the, the next kind of really powerful phase is the full moon when we have you know a lot of creative energy and downloads and we're doing a lot of releasing as well so it's a really beautiful time to kind of um look back and see where you know what you've managed to create for yourself bring in for yourself um it's a really good phase to release whatever it is that's holding you back um and again you can do a similar thing where you write things down um you know and again i use fire i love fire it's very symbolic for me so again you put whatever it is you want to release in the fire with intent that you are releasing that yeah, so it's super, super simple. It doesn't have to be a big thing, you know, um, but it's just by doing that, it's like a ritual, you know, and it taps us into our ancient kind of ways of being. And I love that. I love all that. You know, it's the ceremony and um, you can put your crystals outside. That's a lovely way of connecting them with the moon. Um, we, we sleep with our curtains open. So, you know, the moon's a constant. She's always there. Um, but it's just by those acts and the intention, it just means you're attuning and aligning more with a beautiful energy. And she's really powerful. Wow. I think genuinely intention is everything. Like, I think that that's one of probably the biggest things I've learned in personal development, in spirituality, because if you're just doing something because someone said you should do this, it's not you're not energetically like vibrating with it. And so even what you were saying, then like set, like really slowing down and getting downloads. I think that takes 
pure intention because otherwise your mind's going to be telling you oh you should be doing this or you should be doing that without actually really sitting still with yourself and allowing it to come to you like too often we're not being intentional and thinking about what it should be rather than actually going within and getting downloads yeah that it's it's so true I, I we don't do enough of it you know I talk about the I don't want to go too woo-woo but I talk about the divine oh we will but the divine feminine and we have divine feminine divine masculine energy within us that weaves within us we all have that however we identify you know our, our gender whatever um, and what, what I advocate, what I really encourage in my light worker kind of community is to always lead with that divine feminine. So it's, you know, it's the inspiration, it's the nurturing, it's the intuitive guidance that, that they, they, they are the aspects and attributes of the divine feminine. You always lead with that. Too many of us, and we're programmed, aren't we, to be very logical, to think, to, it's so like in our heads, and it's like we're not really connecting to what we, you know, what, what's really true for us. Mm. So it's, you know, these moments of just sitting down, carving out time for yourself. I know we're all busy, but just carving out and really honoring that and being intentional and sitting with your journal and being really soul led is so important. And then the divine masculine, you follow up with that energy. So that's your your lot, you know, your doing, your action taking, your discipline. So if I was to put it in terms of, you know, we're all kind of on social social media, aren't we? I in the, when I start my day, I never look at anybody else's stuff. I try not to because I want to keep it really pure. So I I sit down and I say, okay, what do I need to tell my community? What what message do I want to kind of curate curate today? And I just sit still and just it just comes to me. So I know no, it's my own stuff it's pure it's what I feel my community needs it to hear and I'm being soul led I'm being purposeful I'm being intentional and then the, the masculine comes in you know I'm really disciplined I, I just said I get it out there and do you see what I mean you need that masculine mm. container but you I feel it's so important to lead with the divine feminine if anybody was struggling to like maybe get into either one, so maybe struggling to get into more the feminine and intuitive or maybe struggling to get into more of the action and masculine, how would you say specifically to tap into each one? Yeah, that's such a good question. So it's, it's such a good question. So you, you know that you have that, know that you have that within. We all do. Um, you see imbalances. So, for example, someone, you know, if you're someone who's very logical and um, very action orientated, always busy, always doing, I would say you're more in your masculine to the detriment of the feminine. You have both. But if you're someone who, you know, we see this a lot in the spiritual industry, um, very, you know, just very up and out, they're very floaty, very grounded, and you find it hard to anchor through anything, you were too, you're, you're, you're kind of, there's an imbalance within the divine feminine. So it's very much a practice, you know, knowing first and foremost that you have both and, and a balanced way of being. And then just, again, it's intention, isn't it? You know, that every try, you know, it's like building up that muscle and that, that, that way of being, of starting and journaling with the divine feminine and getting your, your, you know, just, 
just stilling yourself because if you're not still if you're always busy you never hear those whispers and it's a you know first of all I didn't really know what was my intuitive self and what what were my fear thoughts and my logic I just I couldn't really discern between the two but the more you do it and be intentional with it so if you did it every day say for just five minutes just sit still with yourself you start to hear those whispers and they get louder and then you know that you can take that divine inspired action to you know on you know with what what's coming through for you yeah I really agree with that because I think I think the biggest challenge that like a lot of us have is like really because we've silenced our gut so much like I'm actually reading a book at the moment that talks about how as women like we really are taught to like hate our bodies and pick it apart, objectify ourselves, like like silence ourselves, put ourselves in a box so that like our gut and this powerful voice within that genuinely tells us like, you really need to do that or you really need to quit that job. You really need to go and travel. You need to book that flight. Those like gut instincts that genuinely are all within us, we've silenced so much and dimmed them because like we let our heads speak louder about what we should be doing and like, oh no, but I should be doing this or like feeling an urge to always be busy, for example, like feeling the urge to always be doing or always be going out or always be in a social crowd, like because we think we should be rather than like tapping into ourselves, being happy with spending a little bit of time alone, like getting guidance as to what we should do next. But we all seem to be a lot of the time very in our heads and not really taking our own guidance and focusing more about what other people think we should be doing or getting advice off others than actually actually listening to ourselves that's it yeah I mean we have all the answers within don't we we do and it's just this it's this programming isn't it we're just not we're just not used to and encouraged him. And you look at schools, there's nothing about intuition or, you know, nothing. And, and we have this incredible inner teacher within us, um, you know, and like I say, we have all the, 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 the answers within. I mean, obviously, you know, we, we, there's nothing wrong with getting guy, you know, like experience or wisdom or knowledge from someone who really knows their stuff. But initially start with you, you know, just start and open up this channel. And, and the more you do that, the more, you know, don't wait for someone to tell you that. And the more you do that, like I said, the stronger it becomes within us. But like you say, it's about honoring that practice and creating that still time because if we're so busy we're never inwards we're we're too outwards we're too in our masculine when really we should you know we lead with the feminine and follow through with the masculine so just knowing that um and you know it's, it's about honoring those practices I think really yeah definitely have you been led in like any direction that you weren't expecting when you started to trust into this because I think I really resonate with the thing of not knowing whether it's the fear speaking or the intuition or Mm. like not being able to to decipher between them all or even things like going into the supermarket maybe if you were thinking oh like I feel really low now or something you could just pass it off as something like surface level like anxiety or something rather than something being energetically passing it is hard to decipher like what actually should I be doing or what am I scared of doing or like 
deciding in your head what is right and what is wrong? Have you been led in any direction that you weren't expecting or were fearful of when you really started to truly lean into it? That's such a good question. I, I, yeah, definitely, absolutely for me, there's so much fear around letting go and just, you know, I had no one around me when I started my awakening, my sister definitely, but apart from her, no one around me where, you know, I started to see things differently. You know, I don't, I don't gossip. I don't get into any of that because I know that vibrationally that will impact on the people we're talking about. So it became really, I kind of became isolated in my awakening phase because I was starting to see things differently I wasn't behaving in the same way and that really disturbed me for a while because it's like you kind of morph into a whole different person so you, it's it's it was difficult for me to make connections in that way or connect to people in, in the ways that I was used to so, you know, I would sit, but I would never really involve myself in the conversations because I was learning to be different. And I, I didn't have the vocabulary to, at that time to sort of express what I was feeling inside. And it, yeah, it was really, it was quite frightening because it was like a step into the unknown. Um, so, but, but then, but, but that's part of the empowerment phase, you know, we all go through that as you start to, I mean, you guys will get this as you start to own your power more, as you start to own who you're becoming, you, you this will kind of, you know, um, unfold for yourself and all of these practices is, and you start to honor that because you can see and feel the changes within yourself. So you're like, oh, I want more of this. I'm going to really start to journal and, you know, honor myself and, you know, and just be in a whole different way. And, and you start to sound different as well. When you go through your awakening, you, you just live differently. It's and, and like I say, it's a whole thing. It's just not one thing that changes and, and shifts. I get a lot of messages from people who more like looking for advice, like people who aren't sure which course to do at uni, whether to go travel, like very like, ish, like not issues, but very dilemmas that come up a lot in like people, especially probably our listeners age go through. And I think the biggest thing for me is I definitely used to struggle with what direction to go down or like wanting to be the best in a random job or whatever, just to kind of prove that I could do something, even though it wasn't necessarily the right thing for me. But then when I wouldn't like necessarily call it a spiritual awakening because it wasn't like intended to be. But when we had like a year off and were like just working for ourselves and had a lot more time to just follow exactly what we wanted to do and become more sure of who we were and who we were, what we were good at and things, I've felt so much more aligned with where like was right for us to go. Now, when I look back at it and you say it like this, I suppose it kind of was like it was never intended to be, but it was becoming a lot more sure in like the path that's right for me and what I'm good at and what. I should follow and what feels right. And I think I always say to people when they do like messaging with this advice and oh, I've got this job and I'm nervous to leave it or what if something else doesn't come and I'm like, just trust, just trust that if you keep following the next best thing that truly feels right for you, then just trust that you'll be led to the right place. Yeah, I love that. You know, things unfold beautifully, don't they? And 
and just I always think back and I think gosh I could have you know like there's so much time wasted I know I, that you you know there's no regrets because I think I think sometimes things have to unfold in a way to get you to where you you are now you know it's just but you just think all right if, if we inspire and encourage our children you know or just our clients or, to be really soul-led and intuitive think how Gosh, you, you know, you'd be finding out where you're meant to be in your soul purpose so much earlier on in life that, that would, you know, there would be far less kind of like frustration and, you know, because you'd kind of just know instinctively that, I mean, this is how I bring up my kids, you know, I'm always like, just, just do what lights you up. That's all the advice I've got to give them, you know, just, you know, they're choosing GCSEs and whatever, just do what lights you up, because that's the way forward. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It's not about, you know, and this is again, this is this masculine way of thinking, or masculine energetic way of thinking, because I'm not dissing the men. But it's like, it's a logic. And it's just, it's not right for you if you're just because all you're doing is like you say, seeking external validation, seeking approval, looking for answers outside yourself, when really they're within. Obviously, when you're going through these kind of awakenings and stuff and letting go. And like, I, I feel like I probably need help a little bit with this. But like, actually being able to like let go or if for example like you're giving some like you're giving your all to people or depleting your own energy like when you start to actually know that you're enough and doing doing the work on your self-worth because I know like a lot of empaths can give and it's not enough for the other person but how and it does obviously affect your self-worth but like how do you let go and how do you feel like you can start to protect yourself even energetically and feel like you know what regardless of whatever happens like I'm worthy and I'm enough oh god that's such a good question and it's kind of like a an age-old question in a way isn't it it's another thing that I find empaths really struggle with is boundaries and self-boundaries so I always say if it is feeling depleting you know if you are with someone a family member and you're always doing and you're always giving and you know just if you are depleted just being in their presence and there is something energetic that's going on there is an imbalance and you need to you need to step away so um you know I have techniques where they can like I said severing and just you know we do like blue bubble techniques where we 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 cut off from them and it's not lose and a lot of people worry about losing the relationship it's not that you're creating a more balanced detached relationship in a good way so that you can move forward in a balanced way you know there are ways you can do that but I really feel it goes kind of deeper than that and that if you're doing every day let's come back to this inner work but every day if you were centering and stilling and thinking about your higher version of you what would she look like what you know how would she be in that relationship she wouldn't be struggling with the boundaries would she no. you know all of those things you you create in your mind that higher vibing version of you and you connect to her every day you know it's a whole practice you know I just sit and write down those things and my I just feel differently and you just it's like what's happening in fact is that you're you know we have an energy and your 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 frequency is shifting it's elevating and this is what how I work with my light workers is helping them to raise their vibration and sustain it more or as much as possible so they can hold that space for themselves 
So by working and connecting to your higher vibration version of you who already exists, you're just connecting to her, your frequency is going to shift. So then what happens is you are not attracting things that are, are not vibrationally matched. You know, the, um. the relationship will shift or you, you'll find you'll have more opportunities come in. You know, it's it's a whole practice, you know, it's not just one thing, it's, it's a way of living, it's a way of being, and it's what I call higher vibrational living, but you have to work on it every day, you know, it's often I have people like, oh, I meditated for, you know, once this week, and it's just, I mean, it's good, I don't want to diss it, but it's, it's just every day, because that's who you are, it's an embodiment for a while maybe like the past couple of months like me and Jen have both definitely gone through massive shifts in the past year what like she was saying like we've had time to slow down and still and I think like with that sometimes can come like times of really feeling lost or not really knowing yourself and I think that very easily you can disconnect from the person that your highest version because you're settling for less like you're settling for things that aren't serving you or you're scared to make the first jump like with both me and Jen have both massively been through stuff like that but I think that that concept genuinely of like stepping into your higher self every day and making it a ritual and doing it with intention I genuinely think like I'm gonna start doing that and I think it really will be a game changer because like you'll start to think every day like what would my higher self do but like you know what she wants you know what she's going to do and it's a simple shift of like operating from this low vibration to becoming the version that like and acting the way that she would or doing the things she would or eating the things she would whatever it is it is a shift but it's it's got to be intentional and you've got to know who that version is and connect with her to actually know what that person would do Oh, I love that. Yeah, just and it's, you know, it's it's you, you're governing it, you're leading it, you know, you don't need a course on it necessarily, you can, you can already start accessing that for yourself and just, and it's just, I don't know, everything grows from there. It's like you get this sense of inner innerness, you know, you know, like I know, like I never worry about the kids or I just know that, you know, I, I'll know what I need to say in the moment or I just get clarity, you know, and I never really, I mean, I worry about things, but nothing overly overwhelms me anymore. It kind of, you know, you you just live so differently and you're walking taller and you, you know, it's just you, you're responding to life with with more ease and grace. I mean, it's funny you, you mentioned that shadow self, you know, that we all have in a turmoil. We do. And that's, you know, we wouldn't be on this planet. We wouldn't be here at this time if we didn't have that struggle. So that does surface. But by doing this inner work every day, every day you come back to that point of center so much quicker and for me it's yeah you lose your you know you lose I don't know I can swear on here but you really lose it all right you lose your shit don't you let's face it we do you know and that that's part of our humanness you know and we struggle with things and um but but by doing this inner work we kind of know how to gradually bring ourselves back to that that you know that centeredness and that balance because we're doing it every day so important and you know and you have that connection it's like you're strengthening that connection with her or with him you know that higher self version of you that higher vibing version of you so yeah really powerful do you ever like look for signs or like get signs from the universe or from anything it could be anything 
that like lets you know that you're doing the right thing? I, I love that question. And I, I think, I, I don't know whether I've gone beyond that. It's, it's like, I don't look for signs, but I get signs. And for me, it's confirmation that I'm on the right track. So for me, it's very much numerology, you know, the, the number series. So I see like 11, 11, away, away all the time. And I just know that it's like this kind of, I, I sort of seem to see them when I'm in that higher space so when I'm connecting with her or you know I I feel um you know I just I know when my vibration is lifted and I sort of seem to get this kind of confirmation you know or this like yay what you'll find is if you start to really build up this practice for yourself you'll know you don't need you know what's right for you do you see what I mean so that's Mm -hmm. the difference um, but I know some people, I mean, no, there's nothing wrong with, with being, you know, having the signs like that. But it's just, I guess, how I've chosen to be. Um, yeah, I think sometimes people like, I know at some points, like, I probably look for signs, not for reassurance, more for like, I need to know the answers, like, show me a tiger (laughs) like do you know what I mean or like people will see numbers and like instead of feeling like oh right okay this is confirming they'll be looking the numbers up and like going down seven different websites and trying to figure out which one works for them and I think um a really like thing a really good thing that I got from the lady that we do Reiki with is I remember asking her like what do numbers mean because I'm very bad for reassurance sometimes like that's definitely a shadow part of me that probably Mm -hmm. needs to be worked on but I'll always ask for confirmation of other people so I was like what does this number mean and she was like it means whatever you're you're internally needing to hear or feel deep down and I was like oh that doesn't help but actually if if I come into myself a little bit more it'd probably make a lot more sense that's it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's that. And she's so right. And I love that she told you that, you know, because it's, it, again, if you think about it, if we're looking at the websites and it's again, external, it's mm. not internal. So true. It's so like obvious when someone says it to you, but we are so programmed to look without, you know, out of side of ourselves. And this is what I mean by really bringing it in. You won't need that. You won't need it as much. I don't. I don't live. I don't live by those things. You see, it's all. It's all within. You know, mostly within. So, wow. and it's really empowering. You know, you're stepping into your own power, and I love that. No, I was just gonna say, like, I think stepping into your own power is like one of the best things because you never doing it for anybody else you never yeah. like obviously you might change your mind of things but it was all on you you're never thinking oh I did that because they wanted me to do it or because I was pushed into this or my mum and dad wanted me to do this like it's all very much for you and I think like the inner work like what we all talk about really is this and I think sometimes we can work on ourselves for external validation like we will work on our health for external validation we'll work on becoming more mindful to be better for the people but it is like what you something just clicked for me then because when you said like you just don't need the validation anymore that is because it's really cultivated within and it's not doing anything for anyone else Mm. 
That's it. And it's, it's owning that, you know, it's owning that responsibility. I feel that, you know, there's this whole thing of victim mentality. You know, I do see that. And I was in that. I mean, I totally get that because in a way you want to be angry. Sometimes you just do and you want to blame and you, you project outwardly, don't you? But you, you're kind of missing something, a whole thing there, you know, and if you're more, I'm not saying blaming yourself, but owning, you know, everything that's happening around you in some way, you're, you're, you've consciously co-created that. I'm not, you know, that's a whole other thing. But, but, you know, if you're owning more of your power, you're making your own decisions, you're not going to feel that so much, yeah. you know, um, and, and, and everything that happens is always a learning. I always say to myself, okay, right, this is really shitty, but what is the learning? I'm learning that something is being shown to me. And I know that, I know that inside of myself. So once I get over myself, and then I'm not saying I never get really angry. I do, of course. No, I do. I, like I do get that completely. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, I think the thing is with, victim mentality is that and like we're all guilty of it like let's be real but um I think that it feels better at the time because you're projecting your own pain out on other people but then it does hit and if, especially if you're doing like personal development and stuff you'll start to realize that actually like just because it felt good then to project or to be angry or to like it doesn't feel good when you actually go it go within and start to reflect on things so I do think it is like fully taking responsibility for what's happened and not necessarily blaming yourself, but just accepting that like things are there to teach you and things are there to show you that like maybe you need to learn from this or maybe that just wasn't right for you or maybe there was something that they needed to heal, whatever it may be, there is a greater lesson and it's not just like shitty actions, shitty behaviours. Everyone's doing things for their own journey and people think that whatever they're doing at the time is the right thing and they're just protecting themselves. And that man, it's having that understanding. And it, I mean, this is very much the role of light worker as well, is that you hold a space for yourself, but you're also holding space for others. So it's like this kind of being really sovereign within your the way you lead your life. So you're more, you you know, this is what I'm finding is that is the, you know, the way we work as light workers is we, we just become more, we respond to life in a much more dignified, like kind of ease and and sovereign way because you're holding your shit together basically. But you're you're doing that for someone else you may still be feeling those things but you it's like you have that bigger picture and that greater understanding you know there's learning within this you know that this is unfolded for a reason and you know that you're learning to hold your light for, for yourself and others and it's holding that that space and, and that's probably one of the most difficult things it's a it's a mastery within itself yeah. but look how much opportunity we're getting you know every day there's probably things kicking off and you know but but we're learning to hold that so that's beautiful wow oh I really love this episode I think like when it's spirituality and things and you're not necessarily practicing it every day or haven't like defined yourself as particularly spiritual it's easy to think like oh that's something that I need to learn more about or I want to get into at some point without thinking like oh maybe you're just doing it anyway yeah and it's all within us it's just about like actually turning on the switch and being like ah yeah yeah exactly honestly yeah this has been such an amazing episode like I literally I do love episodes like this where we just delve so deep and I'm pretty sure we could have probably gone on for hours about all this stuff because I genuinely sit here all day (laughs) 
yeah I could, definitely yeah definitely. where can where can anyone find you so your work your website your instagram oh thank you so insta i'm on luna lightworker luna with an r because i don't know why without the r there's lots of sex sites and things like that that's not me <laughs> luna with an r as i <laughs> <laughs> um and then i've got a private but free facebook community which is lunar light community i'd love to have you know if anyone feeling is feeling drawn love to have you there and um, my website is lunarlightworker.co.uk thank you so much for listening to another episode of miracle mindsets if you enjoyed it please let us know in apple podcast reviews or on our instagram miracle mindsets we love you all and we will see you next week Bye. Bye.